1: Wow. Hello and welcome to the Broad Japan Podcast. Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and I've just eaten some very unpleasant chocolate. And we're joined by England's top Japan
2: enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete... How you doing? Do you like chocolate? You're looking... I'm good. What? I am in my um, Christmas pyjamas that uh, my sister-in-law bought me, which is very kind. And Festive. I am... And, and I'm currently watching a man um, about to vomit because he just opened a, a packet of... Um, is it Liberia chocolate or Liberian? It's called Libera. But I, for the longest time, Libera. I thought it was called Liberia. Because the oh, other brand of chocolate is, of course,
1: Ghana, isn't it? Ghana. Yeah,
2: Exactly. So, that's probably what Easy they were sort of aiming for. And and you're not impressed with the um mouthfeel, the texture and the taste <laughs> of the disgusting it, chocolate.
1: It just tasted like plastic meets socks. Like I put it in my mouth, it just tastes like socks. I don't know why. <laughs> what what's going on? I, I it's been sitting in the studio for about 3 months to be fair, but it's still oh. it says the expiration date is May 2022. Yeah, That's bollocks. Something's gone off in that chocolate because that is really <laughs> bad. And uh, it- I'm glad we don't film these podcasts because I don't want to see people just, just me sitting here. I don't want people to see that just sitting here eating no. Liberia chocolate being sick everywhere. No one hey, deserves look, to see
2: that. I, I record Except them. The Pete. footage is up there somewhere. It's on an Amazon server oh, somewhere. Man. Unloved <laughs> and undiscovered. Never to be seen again. I think with... Um, is it because you've been to the gym a few times recently and uh, doing your chest workouts that uh, you, you, your body's now rejecting chocolate? Maybe it's that.
1: It's that. I have been going to the gym. <laughs> I am going to be the fittest man in the world this year. 2022 happens every year. I start off well and then after about one week, it all goes down the pan. But I, yeah, I'm going to the gym. I've been doing a Good. chest press. I've been Chess running press. around. Running I around. even listened to a few of Braun Japan podcasts as well to uh, just Uh-oh. check how the audio is while I'm on the treadmill. And, um, Were you impressed?
2: Yeah. Were you impressed it's with just, just, production?
1: No, no, I wasn't. I don't no, like listening no to myself back doing anything. I, don't, I Watching myself is hard enough, let alone listening mm. to my voice. So it was, it was a hard thing. But The sound of my ferocious running on the treadmill drowned it out. It was brilliant. I'm so fast, so fast and speedy bragging, (laughs) bragging about my running. To be fair, I was the fastest runner in my school in like 1996. And I still I can still run. I ran at least 12 to 13 kilometers per hour on that treadmill. I was quite impressed. Yeah, but how that. long do you run for? That's the question, though, isn't it? I don't think that's important at this stage. <laughs> it sounds important, important to me, mate. It sounds no, a little bit important. Isn't. What's important is I'm a fast runner, fastest in my school. <laughs> put it on my LinkedIn, put it on my Wikipedia. Let's yep. go.
2: Write it. <laughs> do it.
1: <Yeah. laughs> Are you getting fit for 2022? Well, you sit every
2: don't you? And then you just—I mean—I've got a little, <laughs> got a little weights bench there, and it just sits there and it just taunts me. I—I just—I'm struggling. I don't know what happened with 2021, uh, but I just—I just never have time for anything. And—and—and and, and we're doing less than ever before. I'm taking fewer holidays. I'm aware less, and yet I just Amazing. can't find the time to bloody do a bit of uh, working out. I'm a very There's lazy time. slash busy man. There's always time, Pete. There's always time. I
1: as always. Time. I want to write a book this year somehow for my 10 year anniversary, and yes. I need to
2: find time somehow for that. But I don't know how that's going well, to happen. You've how already I written have... one in Japan, Japanese, apparently. That's what I've been seeing on uh, social media. Sunshine. I have. Um, we'll talk. We'll talk about that
1: in the next episode, though. We'll talk about in the next okay. episode. All right. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I mean, okay. I, have, I I need to I need to have a, th- a flick through the book. I only got a copy of it today, but we'll talk about yeah. Uh, my Japanese book in the next episode uh, <laughs> <Looking forward to laughs> after it. I've had a look through it. Um, we've got a story this week, guys, from Crystal. Crystal Ooh. from Vancouver. Hi, Crystal. I like Vancouver. It's nice. We've got a family there. Mm. Hi, Crystal Pete. I'm writing to you from Vancouver, Canada. Long-time listener, but my first time sending in an email. I spent 6 months on a working holiday visa in Japan between September 2019 to March 2020. Being a freshly graduated student, I was running around Japan on a shoestring budget during my last 2 weeks there. One day, while I was in Hiroshima, after climbing a horrendous hill, a horrendous hill uh, to access an art museum, I found out the ticket price was nearly 10 times what I'd expected it to be, checking the fair price online. Needless to say, with my low budget, I decided against the museum, took a seat outside since the hill offered a great view of Hiroshima next to the river. After a few minutes, a middle-aged man, uh, middle-aged Japanese man, came out to also appreciate the view and asked me in Japanese if I could take a photo of him uh, with his phone. Because I'm Asian and I could speak Japanese at a decent level at the time, at first glance, I often get mistaken for a genuine Japanese person. So he was surprised to find out that I wasn't from there. We ended up talking for a while, and out of nowhere, he asked to see my hand. <laughs> oh, God. Hesitantly, <laughs> I obliged. And it turns out he was trying to do a palm reading. <laughs> However, it didn't end there. After the reading, from his bag, he pulled out a big, worn-looking binder and a notebook. He began asking me a ton of questions like how many letters were in my name, my birthday, etc. All while writing down numbers one to nine in multiple three by three grids in various patterns based on my answers in combination with references to the old book. To this day, I still have no idea what was going on with those numbers. (laughs) Uh, Through this, he was apparently able to discern many things about my past and future. The most interesting fact being that apparently I was meant to meet the love of my life last year. (gasps) And I can confirm that this did not happen. Before we parted ways, I I asked to take a photo of him with my film camera next to the view of Hiroshima. So now I've got a picture of some random Japanese man doing double peace signs in my photo album. Have you ever had your future told while in Japan? What are some common fortune-telling practices there? Keep up the good work and wishing you a great holiday season. All the best, guys. Crystal from Vancouver. I mean, that's... That's nice, isn't it? I don't know. I, I don't like palm reading. Hill.
2: I I'm not. I'm a. <laughs> Hands what do you hill, of can. There's a lot of action happening on this side of hill. To be quite frank, it's it's fantastic. I really lots, want to see this picture of, of uh, this picture of this old man uh, from Crystal. So g- give us a tweet if you if you email it, Chris won't find it in the email box. But give us a tweet of it. Um, but it. I just very much like the fact that he. Uh, it's almost the thing is. It's difficult, isn't it? If you do that and you are uh, in the West or anywhere apart from like, <laughs> I, I don't know, there's this kind of infantilization Give of all of, of, of Jap- Japanese men that um, it's not as creepy when all Japanese men do it. You know what I mean? It, <laughs> if, if I did, if I was like hanging out on a hill with me book of runes, uh, chatting up lasses, it'd be like, you're a, you fucking creep. <laughs> but when an old Japanese man does it, you sort of go, oh, so solemn. so, so. So clever, oh, <laughs> so wise. Like, yeah. Mister Miyagi yeah. out of Karate Kid,
1: isn't it? It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, that old exactly. wisdom, wise man. <laughs> I uh, but, yeah, uh, if, uh, I, I want to try that. I want to go up to people in Hiroshima. and be like, Let me let me touch your hand. Show me your hand. Oh yeah, you're gonna get married. You're gonna get married. Pick a number between one and eight. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I do wonder what he was what he was doing. Was he was he? I think he secretly worked for a magazine in Hiroshima and he makes Sudoku. Mm. And he was just getting some numbers or something to make a
2: Sudoku. Yeah. Celestial it. numbers that mean people mean things to people. I think with um, maybe his kind of projections his kind of Nostradamus style projections on Crystal's uh, life. It may be a <laughs> kind of uh, it may have been delayed by the pandemic. So maybe it's going to happen next year, Crystal. If if ah. if, if your uh, man or woman are, 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 is to see you um, in in the future, um, you know, it, it may, they may have been delayed somehow. <laughs> That's a good point. Good point. Mm. Keep an eye out
1: for 2022, Crystal. Yeah. See mm. what comes your way. I What I love about that story is it's a pretty unremarkable sort of event, isn't it? A man just touching your hand and writing some numbers down in a book. Yeah. But because it's on a holiday, you just remember these Magical. moments when you bump into strangers. You just you just remember them so clearly. Like I mm. still remember the time I went to like a hot spring in uh, Yamagata and I came out and I was just sitting on a bench really tired and worn out and relaxed, like you are, mm. you know, when you're sort of dehydrated like a, a prune after going in the onsen. And mm. some man just came out, an old man, he was wise because he's Japanese. Mm. Wise old man. And he man. came out, wise old man, Mr. Miyagi, is it? And he came out with some cherries <laughs> and just went, this is cherries. Cherries, very famous. And I was like, yes. And he gave me the cherries and walked off. And I remember that clear as day, even though it was eight and uh, a half years ago, just because it was a, an no interaction with time. a stranger
2: munch them down. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I made short work of those cherries. But you remember yeah. those things, don't you? You remember those interactions with strangers. That's what like defines a trip or a holiday or mm. or like a just travels. Just meeting yeah. people. Right? Having those wonderful <laughs> moments. Having your palms red. Wonderful. Wonderful.
2: I've said I've said it before there was a guy in uh, Golden Guy who basically just He's a bit of local colour. He'll go into uh, a couple of the bars and he'll pick up a guitar and he'll start playing uh, "All My Loving" uh, by the Beatles, oh. and which is very nice. And it's uh, and it certainly sticks in the mind. But if you watch any uh, video on YouTube of someone going to Golden Guy, this tit is in the background always with his guitar playing all <laughs> oh my loving and and the and and it was all magical to us when we saw it uh, but you could see the tiredness of the manager who keeps his guitar behind the bar uh, the tiredness in his soul of hearing all oh my loving every you know every couple of hours every single night by this guy uh, who probably just for free booze <laughs> i mean i get
1: that whenever i go to kyoto there's the you know the path of the philosopher it's a little stream right. that runs down the side of Kyoto. And it's, you know, it's a lovely place for a walk. Hmm. And there's always a man who will approach you randomly. And you're like, oh, God, am I going to get my palm red? Am I going to get told when I'm going to get married? And it's just a man who picks up flowers from the, beside the river. It makes it into like a little boat. What can be described hmm. as a, a boat made of flowers? Yeah. And then he gives it to you and you drop it in the river. And if it's upright yeah. and, the, and it sort of lands upright and floats off down the river, you get good fortune. And uh, you know, every time I get to Kyoto, I bump into him, and he acts Mm. as though it's the first time we've met. And it's just (laughs) like having this like Groundhog Day style interaction every like one to two years. Every time I'm walking along philosopher's path, because he's just there. He's just doing it.
2: Is it more satisfying than talking to a bloke from the northeast of England though? Every week for no good reason or profit.
1: (laughs) Every time I drop that flower boat in, Pete. And I don't know if it's going to land up right or not. I get a little rush of excitement. It's like taking exactly. a drug. Not that I've Start ever taken drugs. Never done that. Uh, <laughs> lead us into the story of the week then, Pete. What have we got this week? What's going on in well, the world, the land of the rising sun?
2: First things first, coffee's a drug, mate. You're sick you're sipping a a, you a, a, a a a Boss Coffee Black right now. Coffee's yeah, a, a drug, coffee. mate. Did you not even know that? Is coffee. Coffee's a drug, mate. Coffee's a drug. Um, Chris, now... This new story uh, tickled my uh, emotional ivories because Excellent. we all know how difficult it is to do anything in Japan thanks to your friend and mine, bureaucracy and admin. <laughs> um, when Very you've true. got like an office job, when you've got a job that kind of relies on, you know, different working parts of different people, you, to, to, to end your employment with a company you have to fill in like a million forms. Uh, oh, you've God, got yeah. to talk to your employer. Uh, you've got you, you've got stuff like um, unpaid overtime to clear out. You've got unused vacation days because the Japanese work so hard. They are constantly, constantly, the, the company constantly owes them time and money. Uh, but to make all of this easier, to uh, kind of help you kind of tidy up the, the the admin a little bit, there's a company, and we've spoken about this company mm. before, but the, 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 the changes they've made to their operations really made me laugh. Um, It's a Taishoku Daiko, a job quitting proxy service. I I forget the name of it. But in Tokyo, basically, it just holds your hand and just goes, right, pay us the money, we will... Effectively, just cease your contract with your company for you. We will talk to no. them. We'll sort it all out, uh, and you don't have to worry about the emotional or physical hardship uh, it is to actually finish <laughs> your finish your job. And um, they've added an extra service. Uh, and I don't know whether it's about COVID. I don't know whether it's uh, you know, because of uh the job market's changed so much. But now they've got like an all you can eat service, like an all you can quit plan. For three and a half thousand yen a month, you can use the service twice. Twice a year because if you were like quitting a job you mm. might want to quit the job like today you might I'm done with this I'm sick I'm getting out of here tell my boss to go F himself uh, thank you uh, and you um, and, and you clear off but in the panic you may join a job that you don't want you may join up with the company that you're, you're panicking you just want to get away from your previous company and you may want to quit that job as well get a job with Pete Donaldson <laughs> yeah, job, job <laughs> I need to quit Chris. again <laughs> Jump from Chris Broad Enterprises to Pete Donaldson franchises. And and, and and you're probably panicking again. You probably want to leave it again. Absolutely. So you could basically, they, they've added this all-you-can-quit uh, system uh, to the Tashoko Daiko. Bloody uh, hell. And you can, you can quit a job twice a year. But someone has pointed out rather hilariously that you can only use it twice a year. And the cancellation fee for the all-you-can-quit uh, system uh, is the same as what you'd be paying if you used it for a year anyway. So the cancellation fee doesn't make any sense. And it also has an auto-renewal, and the window of turning that off is 14 days at the end of the year, which means you could find yourself having to get yourself a job-quitting, job-quitting service. (laughs) Get yourself... A subscription quitting job qu- for a job quitting service, if that makes any sense. Oh, my head. Uh, but fundamentally, Chris, would you have found this kind of service useful uh, when you quit your job as a, as a Tefl teacher when you were in the Jet program? Um, how did you sort of broach the subject that you were going to be leaving uh, the 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 the, uh, the Tefl uh, service and and, and I mean, just basically not doing it anymore?
1: First of all, I'm just astonished this this exists. Can you imagine
2: this? <laughs> does this does we have this in the UK? Do we? Does it exist? I th- I think you, I think there's probably something like that. But I mean, how, how much admin is there really? They send you a P45 at the end of your, at the end of your thing. You get it's paid just, out for any holiday. It's all a negotiation. It's the only thing that, that, that remains to be seen is like one of those excruciating um, exit interviews. They're quite tedious, aren't they?
1: I guess so. I mean, I, 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 hmm. I think it's because maybe in Japan, a lot of employment is very much for life, right? They say it's a yeah. lifetime job. So to leave yeah. a company like that is a big, a big deal. deal. Yeah, I think there's an expectation you're just going to be there for 40 years, retire, and then die. And mm. what? So maybe there's that added pressure. Maybe they need these sort of companies. I just it just seems really dystopian and sinister. <laughs> you have to hire a company to help you quit your job. There's something very bizarre about that. I mean, yeah. no. Luckily, on the jet program, it's very easy. Like they ask you, like a, an entire year in advance, you have to decide if you're going to oh, wow. stick around or not. Right? It's a pretty like ridiculous time to to quit. Like I think you leave your job in uh, July, like July, and you have to decide by September or October, the year before, if Mm. you're going to quit. So they can like find a new person and and make, yeah, and just sort of make it all go very smoothly. Every Mm. now and then a very naughty foreign person teaching English will just go anyway and cause a a shit storm of issues and problems (laughs) and taint (laughs) all foreigners in Japan. So if you come on the JET program or you come here to teach English, try to avoid uh, quitting early unless your company is really bad and treats you badly. Uh, because Fuck them. It it's a language school. Badly.
2: They make profit. They make money. This isn't, this isn't the education system. Fuck them. That's what I say. Just walk out on them. Oh, the,
1: oh, ex- and that is why you didn't get on the jet program, Pete. They probably could have told <laughs> by your ruthless streak, Fuck your em. cheekiness, <laughs> that you would have just walked out the door halfway through the contract yeah. and, and gone and done something <laughs> unproductive uh, in a bar. But like, I, I, it, it is sinister. and uh, I, I, So you need a job-quitting company to quit the job-quitting company. Is that mm. the irony of the situation? I'd love to meet some yeah. people and interview them who have done this. <laughs> have actually done this process. Like, Yeah. Who, I just can't wrap my head around it. It's just so ridiculous.
2: It's very expensive as well. And the fact that you they're quite restrictive with their own contracts, it just makes you sort of go, guys, what are you doing? This isn't a good look for you. So you've got to pay four hundred
1: about $400, right, 39,000 yen for this mm. special job quitting service. I mean, it yeah, could work. It every... could, could be a good yeah. price. But how <laughs> yeah. do you get out of it then? How are you supposed to get out of it?
2: Well, I mean, at the end of the year, you sort of go, well, I don't want to go forward with this job quitting service. I'm quite happy with my. Job. And then, But you've only got a 14-day you know, period in which to cancel, unfortunately. So it's actually quite restrictive oh in itself. That's what I find quite exciting about it. <laughs> God,
1: exciting or sinister, you decide, guys. But I, <laughs> I need to, I'm going to dig deeper into this. This is quite an interesting yeah. thing. Uh, we'll Good be back job. with your questions and comments in the fax machine in just a moment, guys. And we're back with the Fax Machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Dawson?
2: We got a message from Ayana. Hiya, Chris and Pete. Do you ever get homesick? And uh, do you have like comforting things that remind you of England other than visiting that weird British theme park, of course? If so, <laughs> what thought, sort of things do you get up to uh, to remind yourself of Britain, uh, Chris? Uh, enjoy the end of your celebrations. Fingers crossed for a better year in 2022. Well, we're already there if you're listening to uh, our voices right now, unless I've done something horrific with the upload system. We're there,
1: we're there. I mean, I I sit down every day and I watch uh, a speech by Boris Johnson and I get Mm. fired up and motivated and I feel like I could do anything when I hear Boris Johnson speak. Uh, Also, I I eat British crisps. Somebody sent me, like a a family member sent me a box, a crate no less, of British crisps, uh, Walker's cheese and onion, McCoy's, salt and vinegar, Watsits, Quavers, Skips, Hula Hoops. I got the whole lot and I've almost eaten them all. In the last ten days, it's pretty worrying, and that is why the what gym is, isn't hasn't it's, done anything it's necessary, the last, yeah. uh, last two weeks. Yeah, what no is effect. um
2: what is the difference? I watch a lot of um. There's a bloody, it's like um, it's set in an airport, airport security, uh, Melbourne, uh, and it's just loads of people, uh, family, massive families uh, coming in from like mm. uh, China with so much carry on and so much checked in luggage filled oh God, yeah. with spices and vegetables you could easily buy in Chinatown in in, in Sydney or Melbourne or wherever they're, they're landing um and stuff like that and and they always get in trouble and they're always told you can't bring in all of this food how can you get away with that just importing crisps random crisps from any old <laughs> any asshole from the world <laughs> any asshole in the world <laughs> i don't i don't know to
1: be honest i don't know how no, they didn't got it? through it is it yeah. was quite a, quite a lot of crisps. Like it's there must have been some fees to be paid, some taxes to be yeah. paid on this importing of British crisps. But I mean that's pretty uh, much what I do. I do watch a lot of like British sitcoms and uh, and shows, but uh hmm. I, I, I don't need a reminder of the UK because every day that I live in Japan, you know, people ask where am I from? And I go, yeah. the UK and then we end up talking about the UK quite a lot. So I, I feel like yeah. it's never really been an issue. I don't need to be reminded of England but if I do of course I have the the podcast every week I with (laughs) Pete Donaldson Um, and that is all the British culture I could ever ever need. Mm. We got one here from uh, Thierry like Marie but with a T from New Orleans. Mm. Hello Punky Pete and Cheeky Chris. I travelled to Japan for the first time in the fall of 2019 for the Rugby World Cup and I had walked by a not so inviting bar called Lennon a rock bar when I opened the door uh, Lil Walter filled my, <laughs> filled my ears. Walking in, <laughs> I saw a wall full of albums and a lovely owner, uh, Hiroshi, and his wife, Satomi. Once he realized I was from New Orleans, he started to pull NOLA artists' albums. Dr. John Allen, uh, Trissant, and so many others. There are so many holes-in-the-wall uh, bars in Japan. What are some of your favorites? Mm. Uh, all the best. Tari from New Orleans. Pete, you like holes-in-the-wall. <laughs> you like <laughs> holes-in-the-wall.
2: Give me your best. I do. What have you got? I do. I mean, there's bar um, in Osaka. There's bar Rock Rock and uh, also I think rock uh, bar Cherry Bomb, I think, uh, in Osaka. You've got the classic uh, bar Rockaholic in in Tokyo. And there's also one called, I think, bar Rock Rock around the corner as well, which is quite fun. They've got free dartboard uh, and one sake and uh, lovely shots of yogurito. I've, I've not uh, I've not treaded the uh, dirty in my boots in any rock bars in Sendai but maybe Chris you could do something um, you know you can do something for the listeners here on the podcast and, and you know right now what time Sapp is it a bar. Um, where you are just get out there find yourself a rock bar in Sendai
1: I mean <laughs> I've already got a ramen shop that's more than enough for me to be honest still struggling to run this bloody place <laughs> uh, there's that there's that uh, the cocktail bar in Shibuya that I always thought was um, like a tourist trap but it's mm. supposed to be quite good. It's the one where they make movies after the drinks, and Charla went there recently for yeah. one of her videos, and told me they, about and, it. I think it's called.
2: Uh, and are oh, the whales of quite, August, right? The whales of August. It's cool. That's it. Yeah, they they so, so after uh, they name every cocktail after a film. But the good thing about it is that they that the, the japanese Japanese not necessarily or, or the, certainly the owner of this bar doesn't necessarily know what a big Hollywood hit is, so that he will sort of right. go. So there'll be so there'll be films. Na- I mean, look, I've got a lot of love for the for the film Air Two about a, um or a Soccer Dog, a, a, a dog what that plays on earth soccer. Is that? Like, it's that kind of era. It's that kind of like caliber of film? Um, he names some of the cocktails after, and you've got the big ones uh like you know i don't know avatar but then there's like films like the untouchables and stuff you're like why have you named a cocktail after the untouchables it's very very strange indeed and everything's written in uh, romaji uh kind of uh kind of characters and it's, uh, it's it's good it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun
1: i mean i, I haven't really understood the concept i think you, you sort of sit down you say a film like jurassic park or yeah schindler's list i'm just reeling off Steven Spielberg. You, what, you here. sit
2: down in a bar and say Schindler's, what I want the Schindler's List drink, please. That came out because I thought, Jurassic Park, <laughs> what does Steven
1: Spielberg do next? Oh, yeah. <laughs> just working my way through his portfolio. Have a Ready Player One.
2: Let's let's go for Ready Player One, Chris.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lord. But, <it. laughs> but then they, they make a drink based on the film. So yes, for Jurassic yeah. Park, what
2: what would they do? Uh, a amber, the... they put little flies in it. Little little mosquito, mosquito and amber in there. It's 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 very much. um, They never explain their process. They never explain their creative process. They just name. But it's it's interesting because you do see films like just weird films that one like <laughs> I wanna I wanna
1: throw Sherlock Bones undercover dog at them it's a dreadful film yeah, from like the 90s exactly and just see what they do will <laughs> they look it neck. up yeah God knows we got one here from Jackie from Austin over to you Mr. Dawson
2: Hello, Jackie, from Austin, Texas, USA. My name is Jackie. I'm a fourth-year university student in Austin, Texas. Uh, This morning, I found out that I was offered a job in Japan. Since I've been aiming to work in Japan for years, I've gotten really comfortable with the thought of being on my own and adapting to Japan. However... I've never really got over my fears about earthquakes. I've been in Austin my whole life. It's a really safe area with basically no natural disasters. Um, since the UK is a similarly uh, a pretty safe place, do you guys have any tips for getting used to earthquakes? How did you react during your first earthquake experience? Thank you so much, Jackie from Austin, Texas, the USA. When was your first uh, earthquake experience? Did the, Did the earth move for you, Chris? Especially, when, especially after
1: I've eaten loads of chicken and I'm walking around on the bloody <laughs> floor. I mean, look, I when was the last time I experienced an earthquake that was big? It would have been about 10 months ago when I was in Hokkaido. There was a, I think, Was I in Hokkaido? I can't remember. There was a big one this in 2021, the biggest that I've ever felt, actually. And it scared the hell out of me. I was in a building. I think it was like 10, 15 floors up. And I, yeah, I thought I was going to just die. It was really scary. Um, but I... I that was the, the only one I've had a really big time, uh, a really big experience of it. Mm. The first time would have been probably six months into living in Japan when I was in my apartment. I was sitting at my desk on the floor, on uh, just in my apartment, and the whole sort of building just just sort of swayed. When you're in a big yeah. building, often it doesn't shake like in movies and things fall over. You just get more of a swaying feeling. Um So if you're in a a skyscraper or a big building, you'll just feel like a a gentle swaying, hopefully. Um, But if you're in a smaller place, you'll feel a lot of shaking. I am worried looking around my studio right now at all the glasses, all the cutlery, all the crockery. God forbid if there's an earthquake, it's all going to come crashing down. It's going to be the
2: messiest ramen shop ever. It's going to be awful. What am I going to do? A lot of it um, is... I mean, surely a lot of it is kind of uh, uh, polystyrene and plastic and stuff. So you might be all right. You might be all right. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? This, this, is, this is real stuff in here. It's a real glass This is piece. real this is stuff, real for crying out loud. It's a set. It's not real. They, you know, like... Um, have you been Have you been to Austin, Chris? There's like... I think they call it the Colorado River. That, rivers, that runs through it. It's a big bridge going over the top mm. of it. A lot of bats. I want to say bats under there. Maybe not. Either way... Um, I love uh, Austin, one of my favourite cities in, in, in well, in anywhere really. Um, and they call it the Colorado River. But that, that, I know the Colorado River is long, but I thought that goes like west to east <laughs> down from California up to Colorado. How is the Colorado River heading down to Texas? If someone could let us know. Um, not necessarily Japanese-based, but fuck it. We talked about leaving your job about five minutes ago, so it's all good. <laughs> How I does mean, the Colorado rivers, River
1: work? Oh, why is that so difficult to understand? It's a long, winding well, river. I don't think yeah, it does it so. Wind I think you're getting confused. It.
2: It the, wind, Colorado... the Colorado River goes from California up to Colorado, but I'm, yeah. but I'm fairly certain in Austin, Texas, it's called the Colorado River, the big river that goes through Austin, and I'm confused. Uh, is that part of the Colorado River? <laughs> you got it wrong you got it wrong we're gonna got look it, it up oh yeah I've, I've got, got it wrong out. let's make that go way go away and look it up
1: we'll, we'll, we'll solve this mystery next week's episode <laughs> I'll talk about my book but for now guys no matter where you yes. might be out in the big wide world thank you for joining us this week on the podcast we'll be back to do it all over again next time send your questions in to us at Podcast at gmail.com and no matter where you might be out in the big wide world have yourself a great day bye for now Colorado River in Austin now I've heard everything
0: is a Stack Production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life.